Hi, my name is Haley Alexander, and I am your host. Welcome to The Unseen Injury. I first wanted to tell y'all a bit about this podcast before we get into the episode for today. So throughout the course of the season, I'm so excited and I'm going to be sitting down with many different athletes and I'm going to be listening and talking to them about their stories and journeys with their injuries. And I'm not talking about just their physical injuries, but the mental injury as well. The whole goal of this podcast is to bring awareness to the fact that physical injuries create mental injuries too. My hope is to help athletes feel seen and not alone in the rehab process and to shed some perspective and light in the midst of their struggle. I'm going to break each podcast up into some sections. First, we're going to really talk to the athlete about their background, how they got into the sport that they played. Then we're going to talk about the injury itself. Following that, we're going to talk about the unseen injury or their rehab process. And then we're going to close off with their reinvention and advice that they would give to their past self and other athletes out there. So for today's episode, I'm actually going to be telling my story. So we're going to start off with my background. I was born into a basketball family. My mom played Division I basketball at the University of Santa Barbara, and my dad coached there as well. I literally had a basketball in my hands before I could even walk. As I grew up, I instantly gravitated towards basketball, and so my parents like really wanted me to be well-rounded and put me into every single sport imaginable, but by the time I was around in fourth grade, basketball was really all I cared about. I had big dreams. I wanted to play in college and really see how far I could go with the sport. So I played for numerous different club teams, which meant I was playing basketball a lot, like every single day, sometimes two practices in a day. My summers were spent at the gym and traveling around to different tournaments and camps. And at the end of the 8th grade year, I started playing with Pinewood Girls Varsity Team. So for those of you that are not really aware of California Girls Basketball or Northern California Girls Basketball, Pinewood Girls are basically infamous for their dynasty that they have built under the coach of Doc Shepler. They have won many state championships. The banners in the gym, I think, speak for themselves. And they have sent players off to play over many different uh, Division I and other collegiate programs. And so it is a really, really amazing program um, with fantastic coaches, fantastic girls that go through there. Um, And so for me... It was like such an exciting moment um, and one that I'd been dreaming about for a really long time. And so I was just super excited to be a part of it. So things have been going really great for me um, through the summer and the preseason until one day on November 7th. So now I'm going to get into the injury. During practice, I was trying to set a screen for one of my teammates. I actually collided heads with another teammate and all the impact landed on my right temple. So I kind of like staggered back when it all happened and started seeing stars everywhere. And I think in that moment, I really knew what had happened and that I was concussed, but trying to be this tough athlete I was raised to be, I just kept playing through practice and didn't want to say anything. The next few days were pretty grueling for me. I had constant headaches in my classes and I just like felt really off. I have this vivid memory. Actually, I was like sitting in my math class and we were doing a practice test that day. And so I remember vividly, like me and my friend Jacob, we were kind of talking a bit, but like working on our practice tests and, you know, just like 
going through class and the bell rang to end class. Mind you, classes are an hour and a half. And I looked down and I realized I had only done two problems. And I'm not the best at math, but like Jacob had finished the entire practice test and I was like, well, okay, at least I had to get more than two problems done. And I think that was like a really big moment where I kind of realized that something might not actually be okay and something was probably wrong. And I remember I had physics in later that day, and I just seemed really off in class. And my physics teacher, Mr. Kim, kind of went up and talked to me, and he kind of got it out of me that I hit my head in practice. And he really saw how unwell I was. And so he was the one, actually, that told the athletic trainer. And so that day I practiced, I was, you know, lacing up my shoes, ready to go. And our trainer, Teresa, came over to me, and she was like, I heard what happened. You're on concussion protocol which I was on for the next six months. So now we're going to get into the unseen injury. The rehab process was one of the most isolating and difficult periods I have ever been through in my life. I pretty much spent my day sleeping to escape the pain of my horrible headaches and staring at like the wall in my room and listening to audiobooks and going to doctor's appointments. A really typical day for me, um, kind of in the peak of my concussion symptoms, is I would wake up. It would kind of vary each day because I just try to sleep for as long as I could. Normally, I'd be waking up to go to a doctor's appointment, so I'd go to my doctor's appointment or like physical therapy, and then I would come home, do my new exercises, take another nap, wake up to go get other treatment done, and then I'd go home, sleep again, maybe listen to an audiobook like eat dinner with my family and then and it was a really really isolating time like I was not only was I not really able to go to practice I wasn't even able to go to school um it basically became a question if I was going to even finish my freshman year on time my parents came home and broke the news to me and I just cried and I I cried for such a long time and I was like I will do anything in my power to not be like to not have to redo my freshman year like I do not want to be 19 and a senior like I like want to graduate like with my class and I was really anxious and really sad and really lonely and I have been battling anxiety since I was around in first grade but during the time of my concussion it was, you know, pretty high. I had a lot of time to think with, sit and think with my thoughts. Um, and I didn't have the normal outlet of going to practice as my release. And so thinking and spending that much time with your brain and your thoughts and thinking about everything that could be going wrong with you, especially when you have a head injury, was really, really scary. Because it's kind of thoughts of like, if I was going to be the same person I was before my concussion. And it was a hard time too, because I don't think many people really understood the magnitude of my suffering outside of my family. So now we're going to get into the unseen injury. I was obviously really isolated. Because not only did I not really have my phone and was able to text people and, you know, like keep in touch with a lot of my friends because I couldn't be on the screen with my symptoms because it'd make my headaches worse. Um, But I didn't really have a solid friend group. And so that also really contributed and like why I felt really, really lonely battling anxiety since about first grade and it's been relatively really controlled and I've been so thankful to be, like be in therapy and develop a lot of great tools to help manage my anxiety but during that time of my concussion it was at a high um since I didn't have the normal outlet of going to practice and I wasn't at school and doing normal things I 
had a lot of time, probably too much time, to spend with my brain and my thoughts, thinking about everything that could be wrong with me and if I was ever going to be the person I was before my injury. And it was really scary. Um, And it was hard just to kind of balance my thoughts and to constantly be talking myself out of these spirals. And at this time, I have always been really, really close to my family, but my relationship, I think, grew tremendously with them because they saw me at my lows and they were the ones that held me and pushed me and helped me through it. And I'm so grateful for not only the strength that they gave me, but also their company during that time because I was really lonely and I was missing out on a lot. And they did a really good job of just still making every day as fun and exciting as it could be for the circumstances. And that is something I will forever be grateful for is for my support system. And I think it goes to show like how important it is with the people that you have around you when you're going through tough times. And as hard as it is and as scary it is to lean on people and to ask for help, once you do, it really makes things easier. So it is okay to ask for help. And I I want people listening to know that. And it's okay not to have everything figured out. I'm sorry, we're not even to the advice section yet, but that's just kind of something that came to mind. Um, Back to my story. So my family was my rock during this, and I'm so grateful for them. And so eventually, guys, yes, it was six months. It was a long time, but I started getting better. I was starting to able to like go to school again in some capacity. I was only taking, I think, I dropped a lot of classes. I was maybe taking four or five classes at the time. Um... But I am so lucky to go to the school that I go to, and it's a like pretty small school, and I'm so lucky with the amazing administrators and my phenomenal teachers, and I was able to work with them, and I finished my freshman year on time. Yay! It was amazing. Still so incredibly thankful to this day. Like, I can't even explain to you how deeply, deeply grateful I am for the teachers I had in my life that were accommodating and supportive and just were rooting for me and my biggest fans and wanted to see me succeed and finish on time just as much as I did. And just to feel so much belief in you from a community of people, I kid you not, it made the world of a difference. And so I finished on time, guys. I I was able to pull through. So really, really thankful for that. I eventually got cleared and was off of concussion protocol after a very long six months. So now we're going to get into the reinvention part of this podcast. So since I had the last six months all to myself with my brain and my thoughts, I had a lot of time to think about my life. And I came to the realization that basketball wasn't for me anymore. It was a really big wake-up call and one that I was terrified to come to terms with. And so I eventually went out on a limb. I trusted my gut and my heart, and I was really sure that this was the plan that God had for me or the universe or whatever you believe in. Um, And so after many long conversations 
really hard and long conversations with my parents and my therapist and eventually my basketball coach, I walked away. I thought I would feel on top of the world after I walked out of my basketball coach's office and told him the news that I quit, and that high maybe lasted about five minutes. And then my world pretty much came crashing down. Who I was without basketball was never a reality I've had. I'd always been Haley the basketball player. That's who I was. And so after quitting, I felt like I lost who I was. So I spent a lot of time working on myself and discovering different things that made me me outside of basketball. And it was a hard process. It was not pretty by any stretch of the imagination, but I slowly and surely realized that there was more to who I was and to who I am without the sport of basketball. I mean, sure, like it had a huge part in making me the person I am today. And I am forever thankful for the lessons basketball has taught me and for the person it shaped me into. And I also realized that because it shaped me who I am and the lessons it gave me, it gave me a lot, but it isn't the essence of who I am. And something I realized about myself, I'm a community person and I need to be part of a community and that is crucial for my happiness. So I started looking for a new sport. I will always remember this with a huge smile on my face. Um... So one of my friends, Aiden, we were sitting in the back of a history class at the end of my freshman year, um, once I was back at school, and he has he's a rower. He had been rowing since he was in eighth grade, been part of the sport. He's a coxswain, more specifically, and we were kind of talking about it. I was asking him about it, because I kind of always like had this weird feeling about the sport, and he was like, Haley, you're tall, and I was like, yeah, I'm six feet tall. Like, I'm, I'm pretty tall. Like, borderline six one. Um, he's like, do you have good endurance? And I was like, I mean, I'm pretty out of shape now. I haven't really worked out in six months. But, yeah, like, I, 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 have, a, I have good endurance. He's like, are you mentally tough? It's like, are you kidding? I just spent the last six months staring at a wall. Yeah, I'm mentally tough. Well, that, that was humbling since I, I, I will, I'll get into that. And he was like, you should row. And I was like, really? He's like, yes, you should row. I'm going to send you the information to a rowing camp this summer, and I think you should do it. And so I said, okay. And that night he sent me the rowing camp. I went to my mom. I was like, let's try it. Let's see how it goes. And she said, okay. And so she, um, she signed me up for the rowing camp. And ever since the first day I got in a boat and took my first strokes, I was hooked. And I have now spent the last three years rowing, pretty much 20 hours a week, and I love this sport. It wakes me up at the crack of dawn, and I have never really been a morning person, nor could imagine being excited about waking up at 4.30, but for crew, I'm excited. I found this new spark, the same love and passion for a sport that I had been missing for so long, and my love for the sport made it easier and made me more motivated to work hard because let me tell you rowing is a hard sport kind of what I was saying before like I thought I was mentally tough like 
I'm like, you can think you're mentally tough, but like until you row, like, oh my gosh, it was a humbling feeling the first time I did an erg test. You will never battle your mind like you do on one of those machines, let me tell you. And so I loved it though. And I, and I, and I am hooked. I seriously am so lucky to have found a sport that I have loved. I love so much. And I feel very lucky and very blessed to say that I'll be rowing at Gonzaga University next year. And so even though I'm not playing basketball in college, I still achieved my childhood dreams of being a division one athlete. And that is something I'm extremely proud of. And it's a huge part of my reinvention process. After walking away from basketball in my concussion, it was not easy. It was the hardest thing I've ever been through. And I doubted myself over and over again. But then I started to bet on myself. And then I made it. And that is the biggest advice I think I could ever give is don't be your biggest critic, but be your biggest fan. Not in a cocky way, like in a humble way. But I think in life, we all have a choice of how we view things and how, like, the way, the way we see the world, right, and our perspective. And I think it's, it's easy when you see the bad in something, the bad gets worse, and you just keep seeing the negative in things. And I think I was guilty of that during my concussion. And I think there's a time for that. There's a time to be negative, and it's okay to be negative. But what's important is to know when it's time to be positive and when it's time to look for the good. Because when you look for the good, the good gets better. And I think that's what I learned from my concussion is because I can now say that freshman year me viewed my concussion as the worst thing that has ever happened to me. And now I am 18 years old, a senior in high school, and it hasn't like even been like a full four years, I don't think, but I can look back and say that that concussion is the best thing to have ever happened to me. And so it is really hard when you are in it. You don't see that light at the end of the tunnel, but I am here to tell you that there is that something is going to come out of your injury, something is going to come out of your suffering, and it is going to make you a stronger person, a better athlete, a better friend to a teammate that might be going through the same thing. But sometimes when you're going through really hard stuff, instead of thinking about how this is hurting you, think about how it could help you and think about how it's making you stronger and think about the things that you are could be gaining. And, and I say this, too, knowing that, like, it's not always easy to be positive all the time. And you need to let yourself feel all of your emotions. you got to ride those waves. But those waves got to end in positivity. And you have to think, what next? What's good? And that's, I think, the biggest thing and wish I could tell myself back then is that it always is going to get better. And that there is a plan and that things will work out for you. And everything happens for a reason. As cliche as it sounds, if I did not get that concussion, I would not be rowing at my dream school next year. I wouldn't I wouldn't be in the sport I'm playing. I wouldn't have met the people I've met. And I would surely not be the person I am today. So with that, I want to leave you. Um, and I just kind of want to finish with saying, trust the process 
it's going to get better. And if you are a family member or friend of someone that is going through an injury, check up on them. It is a hard thing to do and it is hard for people to ask for help. So sometimes give that help, give that support, give that love, even when they're not asking for it, because I guarantee it'll be really nice for them to receive. So thank you for listening to my first episode of The Unseen Injury. Um, I hope you're able to take away something from it. Um, And I just, at the end of the day, I want you to know it will get better and that your hard work is worth it. And bet on yourself. Believe in yourself when no one else does because you control your destiny at the end of the day and you're going to control where you're going to end up. And so keep working hard. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Unseen Injury. Next week, we're going to be back with Jordan Watkins, who played college football at Stanford University. And I'm so excited to be sitting down with him and talking about his experience. So please stay tuned for that one. And I appreciate you for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much.